Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Mike, JB, Chris, and Nick. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or Patreon, link is in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. Guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it's absolutely free to join. Now, let's get into some crypto talk. JB, how are you doing today? Good afternoon, guys. Really good day. Nice and busy. Very happy to be back on here again. You know, really enjoyed the last one. We got some really good feedback. You guys were very kind to us, so be kind again. Hit that like button. I wanted to say that. So yeah, hit that like button. We need to get some likes in here. How are you doing, Chris? Are you good? Yeah, really good. Thanks. Just uh, another really, really busy day in the world of of crypto. In and out of meetings all day, spinning those plates, loads and loads of really juicy, cool stuff about to come. December is going to be something else. Like if you've been watching for a while, December like is going to be a cracking month. It really is. Like uh, so excited about some of the stuff that that we're working on. You know, we've got the um, the physical clothing range that we're working on, um, lots of stuff happening in the Discord and with Patreon. And uh, yeah, we've got the Christmas uh, meetups, right? So one in Milton Keynes and, and one in Manchester. So, you know, there's nothing more that Nick and myself like to, to do than to actually meet the community in person. So really looking forward to that. We might even bring out the crypto Christmas jumpers just for a, for a laugh. But what about you, Nick? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to be wearing a Christmas jumper. Well, you are going to make you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good luck with that. Um, you know, it's been busy, right? Markets are doing some interesting things, which actually, you know, maybe I'll jump into that in a moment or two and see what's going on there. But like, yeah, it's been it's been busy in the in regards to trying to make sure that we've got a finger on the pulse of of crypto, right, and um, making sure that we're aware of kind of the movements of bitcoin and the adult coins and what's going on there so yeah it's, it's been it's been a good month so far but as you say december's going to be it's going to be epic there's a lot of things that we're going to be launching there's going to be a lot of uh, events happening it's going to be good yeah there's uh there's a lot going on overall in the crypto space and then obviously overall in cheeky crypto as a whole the discord everything discord's continuing to blow up uh which is kudos to both of you uh, kudos to Nick. We've got to give Nick a little shout out for calling, hey. I think like 22 new lower lows at this point. <laughs> uh, I think Nick, Nick has been uh, predicting this for quite some time and these guys don't get the credit they deserve. And they really do. Cause everybody was saying, Oh, the bottom is in the bottom five, <laughs> five additional times. Uh, but yeah, yeah shout out, shout out to the community. I, we had tons of comments, tons of feedback. Uh, I finally got some shout outs, which I felt pretty good about. I was like, Oh man, I got a little love for once. So <laughs> I appreciate all the kind words. Definitely smash that like button for sure. Um, but yeah, Nick, do you want to take us through just a quick overall, like about the market, just kind of where Bitcoin is right now? And yeah. Yeah, sure. Let me just find the right screen. Uh, I've got enough of them here. Let's, uh, let's bring this up, right? So um, <clears throat> what we've got here, we've got a market cap currently at uh, $834 billion. Trading volume in the last 24 hours being 56 billion is decreasing, right? Not many people are actually act getting active in crypto. They're kind of being uh, conservative and, and kind of looking after their capital, which is the main message here. So lower volume in trading, uh, which is kind of to be expected. I don't really like these metrics here, Bitcoin dominance. 
and the Ethereum dominance there it is subject to platform, obviously. So 38.2% for Bitcoin and 176 for Ethereum. But take that with a pinch of salt, depending on where you get your data from, that changes. Um, 21,850. Uh, yeah, I want to say shit coins. There's, there's a few good ones in there, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a, there's a reasonable amount of, uh, of projects in there and you make sure you do your own research. We don't say it enough, but, um, yeah, unfortunately there are people who just want to part you with your own hard earned money. And we have seen a few rug pulls recently. So make sure you do your own research. Don't just blindly follow what people are telling you. When we take a look at Bitcoin, we can see, you know, we've got some pretty interesting kind of structures that are going on. We spoke about these this morning, um, during the, the Twitch, uh, live stream essentially it is a complex five wave structural move to the upside um but i don't think it's actually a positive one uh yeah we aren't thinking that we're going to be moving up in a really big way uh, essentially i think what's going on here with bitcoin is that it's actually the end of a running flat correction right and it's quite a complex one on the internal counts so we have kind of like a one two three four five structure uh, coming in here and then there's five waves in the overextended wave five just in there as well, right? So it get quite complex when we really drill down into those levels. Um, but essentially, I don't think it's anything more than a running flat correction that actually starts over here. As initially, we had this high point. If I actually go ahead and uh, and remove that one off there for a second, you can see that this is actually more like this, where we go up into a single A wave, down into a B wave, and then up here into a C wave, uh, falling short of the original A wave. So uh, basically a running flat correction, 335 is kind of what I think is going on there. So I'm actually expecting reversal soon. Uh, and again, we get some warning signs on the stochastic. Specifically, if we go up into our daily time frame here, you can see that we're up in the overbought area now. Um, so you can see that we're reaching kind of an area where people just are not willing to, uh, well, this whole entire journey to the upside, people haven't really been wanting to buy into Bitcoin. And um, so there's stronger momentum to the downside than there is to the upside, which is why we moved from oversold to overbought so quickly. Uh, so yeah, for the most part, if I jump through all of these timeframes, the 20 hours overbought, uh, the 16 hours overbought, the 12 hours overbought, the eight hours overbought, the four hour is actually just coming down just a little bit recently out of the overbought area. It's only the hourly that actually has any kind of progression to it. We are resting on and finding support on the 200 EMA at the moment, but this is all going to be short-lived in my opinion. I think there's a little bit of a move to the upside, but essentially I think the macro direction here is that we are going to be pulling uh, to the downside. So yeah, that's a bit of a brief market update. Well, obviously we talk about it all the time anyway, um, but essentially, yeah, I, I do think there's another lower low coming <laughs> you, you know. say that i do so yeah <laughs> yeah i um for, for those that are just listening in for the first time i'm sure a lot of that sounded french to you okay and if you're just new to crypto what's beautiful is down in the discord there's actually a new course that's coming out that uh sir nick has developed and come up with and um it's really will help you so much, right? There's a lot of terminology in crypto that, and in trading in general, that it took me a while. I don't know, JB, did it take you a while to kind of understand? On a macro scale, I'm not saying it's easy because it's certainly not, but <laughs> I've got an understanding of the macro scale. When you bring it down into the smaller time frames, you've got your expanding flats and everything else. That takes time. But there's one person who may be qualify more than me to talk about and it's chris how, how are you finding the course yeah i mean i'm sort of testing it in the background and uh, i think i'm now as far as uh the fifth part of the course so i'm not 
that far into it just yet and uh i i have trouble with being able to get the time to concentrate on it because i'm constantly being interrupted all the time <laughs> um so I, i'm struggling with the concentration side of things but yeah it's a really really good course obviously i've been giving uh nick some some feedback on some some additional stuff that perhaps needs to be added um because obviously nick does it all the time right and uh, i guess you can forgive him for not realizing some of the the gaps for people that haven't done it before so i think you know we want to do this uh process first get it all into a really really good position so when people do the course like they can sort of literally just run through it and, and get it first time um obviously it's going to be a free course for for members uh do you want to talk through that a little bit nick yeah sure so we're going to be having limited spaces because we don't just want to have a course that's online people watch a bunch of videos and then there's no no support afterwards right but the point of this is that people can learn it and they can oh, learn to fish essentially right so it's going to be limited spots so that we can offer that um support during the the course experience um so i'm not sure what we've the numbers we've agreed on chris but i think 50 rings a bell like 50 yeah. people to start with um and then we'll expand it if you know we need to depending on how people get in on, on with the course material um but it is a 20 part course so chris is on pay at part five out of 20 um so there's there's a few stages to it and there are things that i just didn't cover because to be honest with you they're they're really specialists within elliott way theory and you can learn these once you've learned the basics so i think i think this course is the basics to elliott way theory covers a lot obviously in 20 parts um but there are more complex things that I've admitted uh, for probably a later date uh, with this one. So I'm actually uh, on part 15 on my final cuts and my final edits on it. So uh, I've got five more parts to go through, a couple of things I do need to re-record um, and work on. So then, of course, we've got to build the website to deliver it as well. So there's a there's a, a week or so's work in there before we actually get it across the line. But yeah, it's going to be an exciting time to get as many students on this one as possible so that they can make sense of my my French when I'm uh, talking, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I'm talking charts. Yeah. I mean, it does sound French. You know, when I first started watching <laughs> you guys back in the day, I've you would, I would try to watch the video and I'd be like, I would have to go to Google and be like, okay, what does this mean? What is Elliott wave theory? What are trend lines? So maybe we do a podcast, Chris, JB, Nick, maybe we do a podcast and cover just basic terms in crypto. Like there could be something that maybe we could uh, touch on. Um, just like today, today we're going to touch on portfolios. This is a, a topic that's been brought up quite a bit in the discord. Uh, people asking, you know, Chris, what's your portfolio look like? Obviously, Chris does a portfolio builder over on the YouTube channel. Um, but it'd be good just to kind of run through kind of how all of us potentially structure our portfolios. Uh, you know, we're gearing up right here, the getting close to the end of the bear market where we're going to start buying um, and then setting up for the bull run. So be good to for everyone to kind of just go through your portfolio, kind of how you see structuring it. You can talk about percentage if you want. Doesn't matter. Just talk about how you kind of will start that. And Chris, we're going to start with you. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think there's there's a few ways that I look at building a crypto portfolio, and I think one of those is you know probably the 
the what what seems to be the simplest when you start and that is okay how many projects or altcoins or cryptocurrency projects whichever terminology you know suits suits you should i have in my portfolio and uh it seems really, really simple until you start investing and you start reading up on all these wonderful projects. And I think I've covered over 250 now in the Discord uh, for Patreon members. So there's an awful lot of projects that I look at, and some of them just seem very, very juicy. Um, so my figure is kind of 10, but I kind of sit between 12 and 15 uh, just because I look at all these projects and some of them just seem really, really wonderful. And I'm all about making sure I have a good, diverse sort of portfolio as well. So I try to split it into like blue chip, which is like your really prominent, ultra safe, going to be here for the long haul projects, you know, likes of, um, you know, well, I guess most people would say Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, others would now say ada would be part of that blue chip you know group of projects just to list a few then i'd have like my medium risk and then my high risk and what i mean by high risk is you know maybe the the there isn't a lot of money in them right now they're really at an early like infant stage um but actually the the upside is is really really high um so you know your high risk high reward sort of plays i like to have some some of those in my portfolio and then then my low cap so you know one that i would look at at the moment would be like singularity DAO. i think it's a, a really solid project for for a low cap and uh, i have to have that in my portfolio i just think the upside is is immense um and i also structure it um by looking at the different sectors within crypto as well so i think there's there's many layers to it right like and and you can change your mind with these projects. I think like for the portfolio builder that I do on, on the main YouTube channel, the cheeky crypto, um, I had Solana as uh, one of the projects in there and I sold it way before all this FTX stuff, just because I, I, I started to see things, um, not really improve. Uh, so I, I pulled out and sold at a tiny loss. Uh, and sometimes it's good to, to make those decisions. I think, you know, hindsight, looking back, that was a really good play. If I wanted to get back into Solana, I could get a whole load more of it now. Uh, not that I'm planning to, but um, yeah, look, you know, what sectors do you think are going to do really well in the next bull cycle? You know, for example, we're quite heavy in layer ones. I think layer twos are going to do really well. I'd like to have some exposure to oracles, you know, like Chainlink, for example, uh, payments as a sector, artificial intelligence and machine learning and storage, you know, metaverse. There's a few different sectors and maybe those are a few different um, podcasts in themselves. Right. And uh, guilty of uh, leaving off the uh, cybersecurity one as well, because I do like that sector. Yeah, I have a feel. I have a feeling though. <laughs> Mine's going to sound very similar to what you just said, and I bet if we get to Nick next, I, I, I would assume mine probably is going to sound both of y'all. So I'm not sure if I'll go through mine, but eventually I will. JP, how do you how do you structure your portfolio? What are some things that you look at when you're you know putting together at the bottom of a bear market? I mean, right now I think I'm only about ten percent invested to where I want to be. So. Ada is about 40% of my investment right now. That's what I'm holding the most of. I did tell you in the last podcast that Ada was going to be my biggest bag, and it certainly is at 40%. <clears throat> XRP, I'm sitting around 20% for the obvious reason that 
Exeter Peace is <laughs> going to do yeah. well. We all know that. Right. And then Singularity, again, as per the last podcast, um, 10% equal in both of those, as I am with VeChain and Pandora. So I'm only six projects invested in right now. And I also have another one which I know is going to turn a lot of faces up, and that's Luna Classic. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm not investing in the project. I do not believe in it at all. It's a piece of proverbial. But <laughs> there's going to be gains there. It's community-driven. As we know it's community-driven, there's going to be things happen there. So I've got some money in there purely for the fact they're making money. However, I will add, I bought into Luna Classic, I think it was the 6th of June, and then I sold on the last um, run it had. And the money I initially put in, I've still left in. So I've took out the profits. I've made profit on it. So whatever is left in there, I'm prepared to lose if it turns to nothing, which it probably will. Um, but if, again, if it makes money, it's money I didn't have before. It's money in a project I didn't believe in. So I'm more than happy to take that risk. I've already got back what I initially put in. So I'm happy with that. Now, obviously, we've got Cornucopius. I need some copy. Copy is going to be huge. If nobody knows anything about copy, you're bound to. But if you don't know about copy, you need to start looking at it. Cheeky crypto. We've mm-hmm. got we've got a nice thing going with Kofi. I'm sure Nick and Chris will talk about that when when the time's right. Um, midnight. We all know midnight is going to be good. So obviously, I've got ten percent of my por- portfolio right now is in Fendora. However, as things progress, possibly Fendora reduces down and midnight gets a better holding. As I said, only 10% of my capital right now is in my portfolio because I do believe we're going to see a lot more pain. Again, as per the last podcast, I do think we're going to go down a hell of a long way more. Um, Matic as well. Matic's in a funny position because it's really high, and I think we all expect Matic to have the big drop. Nick's touched on it quite a lot. That We can all see Matic to go to a, a very low point, and I will happily invest a nice little fund in Matic because I do think that will do well. And also, after Chris's talk yesterday, well, two days ago, about Chainlink, I need to start looking at oracles. Yeah, I think uh, Chain, Chainlink is going to be big. I mean, all the projects you just named, Nick, I'm going to go before you because yeah. I'm just, yeah, I think I should just go. So mine's <laughs> a little, I'm, I, I think I'm a little more on the riskier side of things. Uh, when it comes to portfolios, any of these projects that Chris and Nick decide to bring out to us that they feel really good about, and then I do a little digging into and I feel good about them, I dump a lot of money into them. And sometimes that's a problem. So you're going to have risky guys like myself, where I would say, I would say 25% of my portfolio are huge risky plays, right? Like I'm swinging for the fences type deal. Okay. Now, the top half of my portfolio, obviously, would be like Cardano, VeChain, Chainlink, Polygon, XRP. Uh, those will probably be, Cardano will probably be the highest by 30%. Uh, based off the conversation that we had the other day on Chainlink, I'm back and forth on Chainlink and VeChain, kind of hovering around there. Same thing with XRP. So I'm kind of in that sort of, I'm not sure. Like all of those may get like 15% each type deal. I'm, I'm bad at percentages, right? I look at the amount of coins I think 
I want to hold going into the bull market and whatever that costs me, it costs me. So say I want 30,000 Cardano, right? I want to try to get it at the lowest I can, then I can take whatever money is from there and I just put it into uh, you know, the next project. So it's really hard for me to discuss percentages because I don't know, I just look at, I, I'm kind of looking at, I look at my portfolio like, well, I want 100,000 coins of that or I want a million coins of that. That's just how my brain resonates and everybody's laughing right now. And that's, that's just how my brain works. I don't know. JB, you had something? Yeah, yeah. What I will notice straight off the cuff is nobody has mentioned Ethereum. <laughs> we know why. Yeah. Nobody wants why. it. I have Ethereum, but for one sole purpose, and that is an online game I play. And you need Ethereum to buy the NFTs. But it's very prevalent right now in the market that nobody's talking about ethereum nobody wants ethereum it's shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i don't plan on adding much ethereum unless it goes down to some of the targets that nick's talked about which you know possibly down to 500 bucks if that's still on the cards you know maybe i pick up an ethereum just to one just to say oh i have ethereum and you're probably going to need it for fees down the road anyways but nick give us a little background on how you structure your portfolio um, okay, so it's a bit of a mixture between what you're saying and uh, and what Chris is saying, right? So I look at sectors. I have five scoped out that I'm interested in, right? So I've got smart contract platforms, supply chain platforms, Oracle-based platforms, uh, metaverse plays, privacy, and security, right? Those are the five sectors. So I'm really simplistic. I'm like, okay, 20% of my you know, fear that I'm going to dump into crypto is going to go into each one of those. Then I'm going to take a look at projects that fit into each of those sections, right? And uh, like you, I want nice round numbers. I want 100,000 of this. I want 200,000 of that. I want half a million or a million, right? Um, so I have obviously that 20% of my capital allocated. Then I take a look at all the projects that are basically sat inside that sector. And then I start allocating. If I want 100,000 of that, let's say Cardano, or if I want to kind of split my smart contracts across uh, things like um, Polkadot and um, Cardano or a few others, then I'm because uh, I mean, smart contract platforms can also be many different things, right? VChain is a smart contract platform, but it's also supply chain. So I can, you know, I can move VeChain over to my supply chain bucket, and I can allocate to that separately. Um, Harmony One, for example, could also be, you know, down as a um, smart contract platform as well. So maybe that goes into that bucket and so forth. So I kind of work it out how many coins I want and what I've really allocated my capital of 20% to that particular sector. Now I can, of course, change projects between the sectors if I loosely kind of tag them a different way. Um, but for the most part, it's quite simple in my mind. The, the hardest part is limiting the amount of projects that you have, right? On my list at the moment, I've got 21 um which is just far too high <laughs> right it's far too high um so i don't, so I, I don't even know how cuts. you'll keep up with 21 <laughs> I, I, look, I can't even keep up with it now right um we so, had, four, we had yeah. 46 in the last one yeah and that was hard um so i've got to make some more cuts i've got to make some more cuts and it's hard to make so let me cuts. ask you let me ask you to this question chris you have your own portfolio nick you have your own portfolio and do you guys have a cheeky portfolio um not really no we 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 do and we don't like because the business has has its own crypto it does like you know with the yeah. balls with you oh, know yeah, some yeah. of some of the the affiliate um you know kickbacks and stuff like that um 
so we do we do but we don't kind of look at it like that it's not like a full-on cheeky cryptos portfolio type scenario who's who's the riskier one out of the two of you just so the community can know that Ooh. i'd say that i probably am you chris say, you chris? agree you disagree i, I, I don't know because we kind of we do kind of look at projects and we only really invest in them if we both get give it a nod like yeah so i i guess we're both as risky as each other um but yeah i mean it, it's a difficult one isn't it to to really sort of articulate but you know the fact that we both look at it and we look at things differently nick looks at things from a technical analyst sort of viewpoint and i look at it from a, a fundamental viewpoint when you sort of combine those those two together um normally you get like a better more rounded view of the projects and if we don't both agree we just agree to to move on so we've discussed this before inside the discords on amas and things like that mm. that that the two of you and jb i'm going to include you i promise i'm sorry i just i want to get their feedback on this because it's so the good. way it's so good. well the way that nick buys in and the way that chris typically buys in are two different ways two different styles of structuring and buying into their portfolio at the bottom where chris is more of a dca guy and nick is buy it all at once why do you do dca and then nick why do you buy how you buy like it would be good for the people to kind of understand why you do that yeah i think there isn't much that we do that's different to one another but that is one thing that is different is is our approach to how we i i guess um deploy the capital right so I'm very much of a viewpoint that if it isn't broken, it doesn't need fixing, right? You don't go fixing something that isn't broken unless it's broken and it needs fixing, right? And we dollar cost averaged into to the market, uh, at least I did, in, in the previous bear run, bull run scenario. So it worked really, really well for me. And, you know, I don't do it in the traditional way that many others talk about on YouTube and on the social media platforms i'm not doing it daily i'm not doing it weekly i'm not necessarily doing it monthly either uh, i'm really just doing it on the days that it all pulls back so if we see a big significant pullback in the market then you're normally you know eight eight times out of ten you'll you'll see a buy alert in the uh in the discord for, for the patreon members right and uh, that'd be me you know putting a little bit of capital into to, to the market now I also sort of have an element of I start off really small if I believe we're going to go much lower uh, and it gets bigger the lower we go. So the size of capital that I deploy gets bigger, the lower the prices go in a bear, bear market until we see that reversal. When do you say enough is enough, though? Like as far as adding capital, right? Like so, so say you start at 30 cents on Cardano, right? And that thing just goes down to, say, 22 cents. Yeah. When do you say that I've bought enough? Do you set a limit, a, a monetary limit or a coin limit? Like, how do you, how do you I, set that? I might flicker between different projects to keep my percentages in a, in a good, good sort of place. Um, but I'm in a very unique position in the respect that, you know, like most people work a nine to five, right. And they get paid once a month and they have all their bills come out. Like I don't have a lot of bills. Like I have a mortgage. Um, but like, you know, we bought, 
we bought our cars outright cash, you, you know, with our crypto.com card back in, in the summer, right? Got a nice little uh, healthy amount of crow when it got to a dollar, I sold it. So I got like seven grand off my car. But like, um, you know, like I don't get that monthly payment i i might get money today i might get money tomorrow i might get you know what i mean so um i'm in a slightly different position more unique position to, to to many people that probably watch the channel so i don't really look at like how much i can deploy i'm not just in crypto either um you know i'm invested in in other sectors as well nick yeah so the original question right was why do I just kind of deploy all in one go, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's time for me, right? Uh, essentially doing X amount of videos in a day and doing X amount of charts or whatever it is in Discord, AMAs in Discord, and um, just having a young family as well, right? Everyone kind of demands time. So for me, it's much easier to not really worry about um, seeing the dips and dollar cost averaging during those times, but actually just scope out an approximate area, uh, like a zone, if you will, uh, to, to be deploying fiat and back into the market. Um, and obviously doing the, what I do, I'm also, as, you, as Chris says, right, in a privileged position because I look at the charts every day. Um, and as such, I get a good idea as to where I should deploy that fiat. And I can deploy it on the days that I feel, you know, that uh, that is a um that time has come so um unlike a lot of regular people who have those i say regular people that's an awful way of saying it um but but people who have nine to five jobs right they, they're going to regular jobs regular jobs yeah regular jobs <laughs> it's it's going to be hard to to watch those charts and hard to kind of get those so it's not uh, it's not a strategy for everyone it's definitely not one that i would advise it's why i say dollar cost averaging is the way to go but for me, that just wouldn't work. I just haven't got that time to be always like, you know, going into one of these exchanges, deploying fiat, moving money around, buying up, moving to cold storage, yada, yada, yada. And doing that frequently, I just like, yeah, it's a pain. So for me, it's much easier to just, I look at the charts every day. When it looks about right, I'll just deploy it. And I would say as well, I've done many write-ups on different investment strategies that you can access if you jump into the Discord um, there's links to the Patreon write-ups I've done on, you know, how to deploy uh, capital into, to, you know, building a a portfolio for for crypto, right? And uh, that's free to to access, by the way. So JB, you're a nine to fiver, in a, in a sense, eight to four, whatever yeah. it is. How do you go about approaching your portfolio when you when you're ready to buy and start buying? I mean, to start off with, I was. I wouldn't say clueless, but I'm more I'm more educated now than what I was to start with. So I was buying because things looked like, oh, that's 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 a nice price. That looks nice and cheap. However, as time progressed, um, things come up like let's just take the the cheeky crypto cheeky crypto um, stochastic RSI indicator. Now, when that that came out, that that changed the game for me a little bit. So when you see the different time frames, all oversold. It's maybe time to put some money in here, some money in there. Now, yourself, Mike, and me were on chat on the Patreon chat the other night, and Cardano dropped down to 3151, and I managed to scoop a bag then. Now, if I can do this over time, so the next time it goes down, it's maybe at 28 cents, it's maybe at 24 cents. Now, over time, obviously, that's dollar cost averaging. Over time, I'm picking up really good prices 
building the bag up over time, that price is going to be nice and low. So when we hit the bull run on all these different projects, that, that's some really good gains there. However, the caveat to that is if I do miss the bottom, then we've got Nick's method to fall back on. We see it bounce, it corrects itself. We can buy more there again. So it's probably a mixture of both. But for me, fundamentally, dollar cost average is the definitely my preferred method. So are you are you deploying weekly, monthly? Or are you checking the chart just to because look, you're you work eight to four, but you're also very high heavily involved in crypto, right? Like I'm talking someone that might check on their crypto portfolio maybe once a week. Like DCAing would probably make a lot of sense, like Nick was saying, that if they can't check the charts like we're checking, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I didn't know if like how your monthly checks work like me chris nick we own businesses so you know we have cash just coming in every now and then we could just kind of deploy it type deal where i think the majority of the community is most likely probably working at eight to four or nine to five you know maybe understanding how you someone that works eight to four deploys capital yeah definitely for the people that can't look at the charts often it's best two dollar cost average now it's not necessarily the best thing to be only Sundays I'm going to check the charts, only Wednesdays I'm going to check the charts. Keep an eye on the Discord, watch the YouTube videos. They are going to help you so much because you'll understand the time when the prices are getting low, when's possibly the best time to be buying. If you can't be in there daily, obviously a lot of people have very busy lifestyles. They've got kids, they've got really busy jobs. They might work night shift and they miss a lot of time. Then set times during the week be like this is when i need to pay attention maybe catch up on some of the videos that have came out so you you'll get a better understanding as to when you should be buying but i do believe that dollar cost averaging on these kind of time frames is the best thing to be doing yeah and i think there's there's different platforms isn't there jb where you can you can set that up so it, it pre preloads money into the market on said you know crypto coin or token um on each day of you know uh you know each week for example like each friday of each week uh, and i think those are really useful tools as well yeah definitely i mean for myself i have a buy order sitting at 28 cent for cardano i don't know when that's going to come in i don't know if that's going to come in but if it does i'm super happy and if that comes in, I'll set another buy order, let's say 24 cents or 22 cents. So over time, I'm hitting these buy zones, my bag's growing. I'm going to be a happy man. So you're yeah, I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping Cardano goes lower than 28 cents, just saying, because I am trying to uh, stack up a nice bag. Look, I buy crypto probably the worst out of any human that buys crypto, right? I... <laughs> bug Nick a lot. And I just try to follow what they're saying. And I'm trying to deploy as much capital as possible. I was the guy that sold all my crypto at 38,000 because I didn't want to put any more cash out of my savings into crypto. So I've been waiting since we were at like roughly 38K to start buying again. And this was based off of Nick saying, this is the time to either get out or stay in. And I decided to pull my cash out and I've just been sitting in cash. And now these prices I'm looking at, I'm like, man, I was willing to buy Cardano at 98 cents, but I'm not willing to buy it at 30 cents. Is something wrong with me? Am I doing something wrong? Go ahead, JB. I'm going to tell you something that's horrible. <laughs> I bought Ethereum at $3,000 on the way down. 
I could I could do one even better than that. So when the whole Cadena thing was going on, right? So I bought Cadena at twenty four dollars, and today Cadena is at eighty four cents. And Nick and Chris are currently laughing at me because they're just not fans <laughs> of the project. And I think it was their first TA I ever requested when I joined the cheeky community was Nick, could you please do Cadena? And he was like, yeah, this shit's going down, brother. I don't know what else to tell you. I think, <laughs> I, right? think I think that was exactly how it, how it rolled. I think it was very much like, why would you buy this? <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's, yeah. it's you got to be careful with certain influencers, right? You do. Like, you got to watch what people are shilling. Just like right now, Solana today is up 12% because certain influencers are pumping up a project that, to me, just can't get their shit together. Like, how many times has Solana been down? Yeah, look, there's, there's people that have a huge amount of exposure to Solana, and they've just created a pocket of liquidity, haven't they, Nick? That's all they've done, yeah. They created a pocket of liquidity so they can get out. Uh, this is a very much an institutional VC whale move. Um, they they rely on liquidity. Uh, without it, they can't get out of their positions, then they can't get into positions. So you do have to be very careful. Yeah, I think a lot, look, most influencers from what I hear, you know, say you got to be in Bitcoin, you got to be in Ethereum, you got to be in blah, blah, blah. I don't think you've got to be in any of those. Personally, I won't have any Bitcoin. I won't have any Ethereum. I want to make money. I don't want to watch it just trickle its way up, right? Like I'm trying to be involved in projects that have got big shit going on. Cardano being one of them. And I know we always talk about Cardano. Well, that's because it's got a lot going on. So I'm going to put a lot of my money into a project that's solid, solid tech, big team, just an amazing project, right? Same thing goes for like Polygon's Matic, XRP, VeChain. These are all to me blue chip projects. Chainlink, dude, it's been around since the dawn of time, right? Like you can't go wrong with Chainlink. You need Chainlink. It's volatile as hell. If you catch the bottom with Chainlink, you're going to make a lot of freaking money. Not financial advice, by the way. Yes, JB. I wanted to touch on one more, and it was obviously towards gaming. Now, we've all, myself, Chris, and Demonics and in the Discord, we had a, a play about with Decentraland and Sandbox. Now, I had a nice position in Sandbox until we played it and i was hyper hyper excited to have a shot to see what was going on and then i was super super disappointed because it was it wasn't it wasn't what i thought it was going to be it wasn't as good as i thought it was going to be so i do think there's a lot of work needs to be done there i still believe that they have a big future so did Decentraland. the problem they're going to face is copy and copy is really going to do well it looks amazing the the previews we've seen so far it looks very good. So I'm excited to see what comes of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say you watch this space with, with Cornucopius. Like, I think that we may have some updates shortly as well. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that um, Cornucopius is one, uh, you know, game on the Cardano ecosystem. Uh, I don't know, they are potentially going to maybe meet, move on to different chains at some point in the future, but they're a Cardano one, right? So when I think about the sector, right, of Metaverse, and I deploy 20% of my capital into that sector and the projects in there, Sandbox is always going to be on my list because that's not a Cardano-based one. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people who believe in the noise that Cardano is a shit chain, it's a ghost chain, it's nothing built on it, hasn't got smart contracts, doesn't have DEXs. And there's a true, you know, 
I guess some old historical maxis in the past that that still believe in that, right? And uh, they believe that Cardano is going nowhere. They believe Charles Hoskinson's a scammer, right? Essentially, right? And uh, a lot of this stuff that gets circulated around, all of which we know is fud and it's just not not true at all. So for me, there's still going to be a pockets of people investing in these other. Uh, metaverses on other chains and so can't just blindly ignore them uh, so I, I still think that when I take a look at the ethereum side um, you know the polygon side of things as well because it's obviously going to be scaling it and sandbox is is kind of above decentraland for me so I still think I'll end up backing sandbox um, and I hope there is that you know they get better at deploying better games and things like that on there and there's more people start building on it um but i could be way off and it could be wrong you know uh, as part of this uh, of this space um specifically the metaverse space that's uh, it's quite a difficult one to navigate yeah i think it's I, uh, before we started today i think chris and i had chatted just a little bit about we've talked a lot about sectors throughout this uh podcast today and i think what's going to be helpful is possibly maybe setting aside you know maybe once a week, we'll do like a certain sector and then projects within that sector. And we're going to try to do it soon because I know, you know, the last question I'm going to ask you guys is I personally think the bear market's going to be soon. That's the, the bottom ish. It's getting close. Um, but I think what we're going to do is maybe try to do like some sector um, things where we discuss some projects that are in there. Chris is really good at projects. Um, so I think it would be really good to like pick a sector, discuss those projects, maybe some that resonate with Chris and resonate with Nick, JB and myself, um, and then kind of give you guys our thoughts and opinions on these projects. Um, but guys, wrapping things up, are we close to the bottom? Yes or no? That would be my first question. Chris, are we close to the bottom? Yes or no? So I'm just going to say in May, I called June bottom. That came. Uh, I said that I didn't think it was going to be the bottom. We've had four or five new lower lows since june i'm now saying four to six months interesting i just think the 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 macro landscape is is a lot of the reasoning behind that i kind of feel that people are going to lose their jobs we haven't felt max pain yet um we haven't seen you know retail sell off their their crypto to to the levels that i expect to see uh, and i think that's going to play out over the next four to six months so with the Fed rate hikes coming to a slowdown, you still think it's four to six months, huh? Yeah, I do, yeah. Interesting. JB, what do you think? Yeah, definitely nowhere near the bottom. Over here in the UK, it's, you can see things that are going on behind the scenes. Now, we have the capital gains tax is changing, so that's dropping um, from 12000 to 6000 next year and the year after to 3000 now, that's a way of the government's clawing back money. They produced, uh, they sorry, they gave out so much money during the likes of COVID. They've got a massive deficit they need to fill. So there's going to be a lot of pain still to feel. Globally, the world's a mess. I've obviously, I talk about that quite a lot. I like to look at the global landscape that there's still so much going on. There's still so much that can happen. I don't see an end anytime soon. And I, eight months, 10 months, I still see a long way away. I know that's scary to think about, but what do we have right now to tell us that we're close to the bottom? What positivity do we have right now to say, look, global economics are in a good position? They're just not. And I know that's not a nice thing to say, but I don't see any reason for us to be positive that a change may happen. 
Nick, agree or disagree with both of them? Um, okay, cool. So I, I can't time the market, right? I have no idea how long this thing is going to take to play out. And that's the truth of the matter. Um, but, you know, I do think that it's going to be longer than March 2023. Now, March 2023 is an interesting point. I want to see how things kind of reacting around there. Um, but essentially, yeah, it, it could drag out more. Now, we haven't seen any activity that's indicating positivity from the whales or from the, the retail investors. And, you know, we do see banks, uh, bank savings accounts uh, draining as people are trying to survive on savings at the moment. We see credit card debt increasing globally. Um, so eventually that money was going to run out three months, six months, nine months, I don't know. Um, but essentially, it will run out. And uh, and to your point, JB, around the capital gain tax in the UK, well, now everyone's got an incentive to liquidate uh, for April, right? So there's also that to bear in mind. Uh, if they liquidate after um, the 5th of April, they're going to be losing £3,000 of, of gains, essentially, uh, and be taxable on that. So yeah, it's one of those things that we're going to keep a close eye on. Um, can't time it, but I do think we've got a while. And the data will tell us approximately when, but yeah, I can't really say more than that. I think what's, what's March 2023? Sorry, guys. So March 2023 is when we had the COVID crash in 2020. Right, the pandemic crash back there. Um, so historically, people are going to get this in their heads that March is quite a bad month. And we also saw that it was April of 2021 that we had a huge pullback as well. Um, so the end of March was actually all right. And then April came and we kind of tumbled down. Bitcoin dropped, I think it was like 40, 50%. Um, and then we rallied back up into the all-time high from there. Um, so I think there's a time of period that's in the last couple of years that's going to stick with retail. Um, and they're going to think, okay, it's maybe jump out the market. And then September was supposed to be bad, but actually now has that moved? Uh, quite a bit, and you know, and we write in, we rewrite in data for Bitcoin, and essentially, so uh, it's one of those. Chris, yeah, no, I I think that people need to look at it like the biggest opportunity to build generational level wealth that you are ever going to see, like in your lifetime. I I, I really do think that whether it's six months, or whether it's ten months, or whether it's longer, there's going to be people that generate serious money in this time be one of them yeah JB. i'm looking i'm looking forward to seeing what part of elliot wave on the macro scale um works out here whether we're on a five wave with a small three wave correction and then we tanked out hard again that'd be quite interesting to see i'm looking forward to seeing nick uh, show us this i i think uh so all three of you super bearish appreciate your insight love it um i hope it doesn't take that long but if it does it does i've lost a lot of money i would like my money back um just saying um yes chris i would say like very bearish i don't that know is, if I'm, that is bearish i don't know if i'm bearish like like people say this don't they all the time like oh that that person's so bearish and maybe i maybe that came across wrong i should have rephrased that but go ahead realist. Finish, your realist. finish your thought yeah, I, I just think like bearish on, on price at the moment, yes, but definitely not on cryptocurrency and the blockchain technology. I, I, I just want to point that out, right? Because I think people could get 
like everything a little bit twisted in their minds that sure. you know when, when people are saying like oh everybody's bearish and this isn't like me just calling you out on the podcast at all because i think this is just the terminology what it's used. what i'm here for it's what I'm it, here it, for. It's, it's it's the terminology that's used in the space right like and i just think that people might get the wrong idea particularly with like ftx and everything that's happened there like bearish to, to one person might mean right i should probably get out and run a mile but actually a lot of the bad behaviors that we've seen in the space and we had a couple of rug pulls today actually in fact that are being labeled up as failed projects and they're really not they're just rug pulls um but like this bad behavior is you know it's inherited like in all the different markets all the different sectors traditional finance has it retail has it government has it you know like i just want to make that point more than you know calling anybody out for the terminology but i'd like to rebuttal just really quickly yes i mainly meant bearish on price yeah, yeah. okay and length of time bullish on crypto right like 100 oh, bullish on crypto like where projects are now compared to where they were it's continuing to get adopted ftx thing could have honestly sped up regulation and so mm. then more institutional players may come in and then when we catch the bottom and we buy all these projects institutional money comes in and bam we're off to the not bahamas we're not going to go to the bahamas because that's where sam owns all that stuff right so <laughs> not going to go there but you guys get my point so no not bearish on crypto bearish more so on pricing which is perfectly fine because we want to buy bearish times right like that's where i want to buy i don't want to buy bullish times i made that mistake and i lost 50 grand so that wasn't fun right definitely not that was definitely not a fun time so let's make sure we're very clear on that don't buy in the bullish times like mike did don't do that okay jb go ahead yeah whilst we are talking about this it would be wrong for us not to talk about a ledger metamask the link is in the discord get yourself a ledger whilst you're buying a ledger buy it direct from source we had an unfortunate member that bought a corrupt ledger from amazon there's no two ways about it the ledger they bought was not from source don't make the same mistake buy it from source the link is in discord yeah, it's, yeah it's and in, look, as go i say it's it's in discord it's it's in the link of the 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 video description as well um but yeah look you can buy them direct through Amazon as well. But I think the individual may have bought one from somebody else on Amazon. The safest play is just to buy just it. Buy it on Ledger's website. Yeah, exactly. If that's what you're looking to buy, what's the other one? Nick, uh, Trezor. Trezor or whatever it is. Buy it directly from the site. Who cares about don't go to Amazon. Don't be stupid and just it's go just, buy it from the freaking site. It's just not worth the risk. You think that, you know, for the sake of saving, maybe you know 10 or 20 dollars you know you just lost thousands of dollars worth of, of cryptocurrency you know and and this is something yeah. that we talk we, we do talk about this we always say you know get it direct from source get it direct from the manufacturer we have a link that you know people have used for for over a year now that you know people have safely got their crypto on a ledger device perfectly safe so use our link or you know which takes you direct to the actual source and you get to save a little bit of money. And we and you support in the channel as well, because it's an affiliate link. We get a kickback from Ledger, which supports us grow the team. For those that cannot afford to spend the money on that, look into MetaMask, look into Trust Wallet, right? There are some other options out there, but just with the whole Ledger thing, we 
just buy it directly from the site. Like don't even buy it from Amazon. Just go buy it from the site. Anyways, let's wrap up final thoughts. We've been going for about an hour now. Uh, JB, final thoughts. First of all, I might steal your spotlight here, Mike, but happy Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you, mate. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Obviously, we here in Scotland, we're celebrating it for you having a couple of years. I see that. I see that. But listen, man, this was very fruitful. We learned a lot. Loved hearing uh, Nick and Chris. Mike, I loved hearing your thoughts on this as well. Uh, I really enjoyed this. This was good. I look forward to the next one. Yeah, I I love portfolio days. Obviously, we could all go into in depth a little bit more, but I think getting a general idea of kind of where we are at with our portfolios and sometimes picking Chris and Nick's brain because they've been through bear markets before um, is always good. Yes. Obviously, I'd like everybody to come back with us as well. Comment in, in the description. Come back to us on Discord and ask us maybe why we're going for these percentages and why we're not looking at these projects. And then talk to us about your portfolios too. Yeah, definitely. Chris, final thoughts? Yeah, look, um, I'm still pushing out that message. You know, risk off. Make sure that you, you know, your your mindset is all about primary focus keeping your capital safe uh, and secure so you know how can you save money uh, secondary to that is how can i make money right like this is you know the the right kind of mindset to have in my opinion obviously you know we, none of us are financial advisors you know treat this as educational purposes only um you know, but definitely be in the Discord. You know, we're trying to keep everybody uh, up to date on all the different movements that are happening in the in the crypto space, and trying to make sure everybody stays as safe as possible. Nick, leave us with your final thoughts and where you think Bitcoin is going to bottom. Well, I think it's going to bottom. That's a difficult question. Um, I changed all the lights to red as blood has been spilt, right? And uh, <laughs> there's more to flow into the streets yet. So. Uh, a little Hello. bit of puddle at the moment. It's all I really consider it. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got a way to go in it, I think. Like I think the next pit stop's gonna be somewhere in that thirteen thousand dollar level. Uh, then we bounce up. That's kind of where my mind is at at the moment. I think it's a big W uh, X Y X Z, um, not to be mistaken as an impulsive structure to the downside, but no doubt some people will claim that it is. Um the way that I see it. It's just WXYXZ, and we should be going down probably nine and a half, maybe a little bit lower. There could be a wick down lower than that um, by the end. Uh, and yeah. Juicy. That could yeah, be so there'll be loads of blood in the street, right? Loads of uh, of retailers who will be selling off their crypto assets for various different reasons. And um, that is the opportunity uh, because there's always a buyer, there's always a seller, and uh, there's always a winner, there's always a loser. And we're looking to be winners here at the Cheeky Crypto Podcast and Cheeky Crypto Community. We do nothing but win, win, win. I'm not even going to go there. Anyways, (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening in. Make sure you smash that like and subscribe button and we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.